a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike, but no Lee Lonsberry. It's Amy Donaldson from the Deseret News. Scott Howe. All right. So uh, thank you to whoever sent us a shout out from Roseville, California. I understand you have a connection there. I do. It's, it was wonderful. It's probably I, uh, like a friend or relative, right? I, I, I'm grateful that they're listening down there. Our ratings have gone up. Gustavo, you can tell the whole, uh, everybody, KSL is on the map. So um, it's a, uh, I love the comments on the Utah Community Credit Union text line, so please keep them coming. 57500. Weigh in on the issues we're discussing, or send us uh, a little insight, your favorite presidential quote, why you, or your favorite president, why you like that president. Uh, we're going to read you a couple more of ours. Um, uh, the truth is that all men having power ought to be mistrusted. James Madison, 1809-1817. And I have often said... Power must be a pretty intoxicating yeah. uh, drug because yeah. once people have a little taste, they certainly don't want to let it go. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's part of the problem when uh, some of my colleagues stay in the legislature forever and ever. It is intoxicating. I've been there, and I know yeah. what it is. But also, that power can bless the lives of individuals if, yeah. you, if you use it that way. Um, got a great quote here from Dwight Eisenhower. He said, what counts is not necessarily the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Yeah, I've said that Why? one about myself because I'm really? a little person. I'm five foot four, <laughs> yeah. and so a lot of times I've had to say, "Listen, don't, 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 don't mess with me." Exactly. <laughs> don't misunderstand here. Like it's, I might look like I'm uh, innocent, but I'm not. So um, I also use questions. Why won't the state legislators pass a bill that caps the amount of property tax that cities can charge senior citizens? That way, they won't be forced from their homes. You had a good um, response to that. Well, I lived in California for a long time, and uh, the bill that that was, uh, the uh, Jarvis bill that passed, it has really hurt California. I mean, it is, and it's not fair. And that kind of brings us into our next guest, the president. The Senate president. The Senate the president. president. Yes, yeah. but just as glorious as well, and a great leader up there. President Adams, thank you so Stuart much. Stuart Adams. Or Stuart Adams. I should Adams. say. Because yes. <laughs> I am going to have a John Adams quote later. There we go. There we go. Uh, President Adams. Thank you so much for joining us on one of your rare days off. We are thrilled to have you with us, and we couldn't uh, thank you enough for your time. How, how are things going up on Capitol Hill right now? They're going great. Great to be with you, and there's no days off in this 45 days. Anyway. He just wants to make that clear. He's not in sweats today, <laughs> like I am. Um, uh, so what are some of the things that you, like at this point, are most proud of or most hopeful about? We're working on a budget, and the thing I'm most proud of is what we've done in the past. Uh, we've been recognized as one of the best states in the nation economically. I mean, at the Wall Street Journal, Steve Moore wrote an article, said, which is the best state for economic outlook? And, uh, and that was in December, and he answered it and said Utah. In fact, for the past 12 years, they've recognized Utah because of their tax and physical policy that's driven our economy. And Right now, we have the best economy ever in Utah. You know, Mr. President, uh, Amy brought up something very interesting. As the president of the Senate, 
I think our listeners would be interested to know exactly what are your responsibilities and what do you do on a day-to-day basis before, besides start at uh, 5.30 a.m. and end at uh, 11.30 p.m.? Well, it starts at 5.30 a.m., but uh, if I get home be at uh, 6.30, 7.30, it's usually about 10, 11 o'clock at night. Right. So it goes, all, it goes quite, a, quite a long period of time. But, but uh, uh, one of the great things I get to do is deal with people. And uh, some of the best people on the planet I know of are, are senators. And so as Senate president, I get to interact with the other senators. And they are so thoughtful. They are so considerate. They work hard. And again, I think the reason Utah is such well, so well thought of by other states is because of those great individuals we, we have in the Senate. And my biggest responsibility is to them. Do you feel... Um I mean, as a Senate president, uh, and, and you've been just a member of the Senate, do you feel some uh, a difference, I guess, in your leadership role? Like, what? How did you approach that? As far as like what you want to bring to the Senate and bring to the legislative process? Well, I think what I want to bring, and I think what I've tried to do throughout my entire Senate career, is is look to the future. And mm-hmm. as a leader, you aren't just called on to try to take care of the things that are in front of you today, but to make things better for the future generations. And I have 15 grandchildren, and my hope is, and the reason I serve is to make life better for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're doing it in Utah. Do you have a favorite president or presidential quote? Well, I do. You know, this year we get to rotate around in the Senate, and, and we always, well, for the last period of uh, probably six years, We've got a Senate coin every year, and this year it's Abraham Lincoln. So I, I got to pick Abraham Lincoln this year as one of my favorite Senate presidents, one of my favorite United States presidents. It's a lot to live up to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, um, President Adams, I've had the experience of serving with a lot of Senate presidents, and one of the things that I think is a distinct characteristic of you is your ability to maintain decorum. I don't think I've ever felt uh, a contentious moment in there. It, it, it is amazing skill that you have. How, how do you do that with, you know? Yeah, you, you broke up a little bit there. I'm not sure I got the entire question, but uh, probably had to do with my service as Senate president. And as I think of Abraham Lincoln, you know, uh, he, made a, he made a couple of quotes that I think are really significant. One was malice toward none. And then in the middle of all the chaos that he was dealing with with Civil War, he asked us to look for the better angels within us. Mm. And yeah. that is really a, a, a difficult thing, but it's probably one of the better things we can do. And I think a lot of times, most Utahns try to do that and to try to look beyond the contention and the, and the lack of civility and try to bring civility into the process. President, you do that with such a, a skill, and the question was about how you maintain the decorum. And now we know. And yeah. Exactly, so you, you nailed it right there. Well, we can't thank you enough for your service. And uh, thank you for joining us today on your sort of day off. It's a real pleasure. Well, great to be with you. Thanks for all you do also. Okay, take care. Um, we're going to take a little break. Yep. Um, please, again, uh, keep texting us. Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Your favorite president, your favorite quotes, what you can't think about, your favorite issue. Uh, please join us. Uh, you're listening to Live Mike on KSL News Radio. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. Oh, 
There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.